Welcome to Matter of Mindset, a podcast to help you create a healthier, happier mind so you can feel calmer, more confident and braver about who you are and what you choose to do. My name's Emily and I'm the founder of Matter of Mind Coaching and it's my job to support and empower my clients to make positive changes in their life, whether that's to their thinking or what actually is going on. Because what we think is who we become. So I'm here to help you shift your mindset when you need to and to help you grow your awareness to how you think so you can make better choices and make positive changes in your life when you need them. Now this series, I'm going to share my top tips and guidance on how you can develop a more positive mindset, improve your well-being and navigate challenges that you might be facing. It's my hope that you'll feel inspired and motivated to make positive change after listening. So let's dive in. On today's episode, I'm going to take you through how to start making positive change in your life, which in turn will have a positive impact on your mindset and the way that you think. Often we think about making change and we can feel really excited about what's possible. We can connect to those dreams and we can think really big. But then our inner chatter interrupts and we start to feel anxious, we start to question ourselves and we go back to thinking small and playing it safe, which can make us feel okay sometimes, but eventually we feel a little bit stuck and we sometimes then feel like we're not where we want to be. We don't know where to start and that can make us feel a little bit overwhelmed So today, I'm here to help you make your first steps into making any change. So I'm going to go through some tips to help you build up momentum and just take one step at a time. So first things first, if you want to make any positive change in your life, identifying the change is the first thing you need to do and explore the reasons why you want to make that change. Changing just one thing will build momentum and you'll avoid that overwhelm. Often what tends to happen is we think, yeah, I want to make some positive changes in my life. And we put too much pressure on ourselves and we want to change too many things at the same time. So the first tip is just to identify that one change that you will make and then explore the reasons why. Now, this might sound really, really obvious, but often when we think we, you know, want to make changes, we do think we have to change everything to feel happier, to feel healthier. We get stuck in that all or nothing mindset when actually we can start by just choosing one thing to change and by taking action, we then begin to see we are capable of making those changes And once one thing changes, we can start to think about the next positive change that we'd like to make and build that momentum. So just think about it now. What is the one thing that you want to change about your life? You might instantly have the answer in your head or you might not be so sure. There might be a niggle there that you want to change something, but you're you're not quite sure what that something is. Whatever headspace you're in, my first tip is just to start to record your thoughts down on paper. Don't overthink it. 
grab a pen and a notepad and just carve out 20 minutes or more if you can to answer that question. If you could change one thing about your life to feel happier and healthier, what would that be? It's not an easy question to answer immediately, but it's very important. Remember when you look to answer this question to focus on how you want to feel rather than what you want to do. As humans, we embody feelings and we can associate with feelings more easily because by naming that feeling, we can really connect to that and think back to when we felt like that before. So focus on how you want to feel rather than what you want to do as well. And then as you take those baby steps, you'll feel that state change as well. So when you do this work, when you get that notepad and ask yourself that question, be kind to yourself and ask yourself a few more questions. Is this change you want to make realistic? Is it the right time to make this change? Another question to ask yourself is, is it for your benefit or someone else's? needs to be for you this change why do you want to make this change is there a good intention behind it do you want to support yourself in a positive way to feel better to feel healthier to feel happier make sure that change that you want to make feels empowering to you and inspiring to you not one out of punishment or from external pressures Check in on that reason why. And if those reasons are supportive of you becoming a better person, someone more in line with who you really are and how you really feel on the inside, then that's great. Just make those checks. And once you've made these notes and you've carved out some time thinking about that one change you want to make and why you want to make it, then you can start to look at those notes And think, what could I do in the next 24 hours to get closer to making that change? And then commit to doing it. One simple step. Because by doing that, you've started. And you're actually much closer then to making that change. You're in that change. And just by taking that one step in 24 hours is game changing. It will set that momentum up. Now, this can, of course, be hard if the changes that you want to make are difficult. You might have to have a difficult conversation in those 24 hours, but just take it one step at a time and really believe that by doing that action, you will make positive change and you'll feel happier in the long run. Set yourself that commitment and remember to be kind, be realistic And be specific about what you will do and why. So once you've settled on the change that you want to make and you've set that reason why, along with your first action to build momentum, you next need to think about the environment that you are going to be making those changes in. And the first place to look is in the present. It's in the now. It's in the current reality. You might be projecting yourself into the future, which can be positive. But the first thing that you need to do when you're making changes is to just pause and look around at what's happening right now. 
what's going on right now in your current reality and try to appreciate what you do have while you work towards the change you want to make. You might think that sounds counterintuitive if you're wanting to move away from where you're at mentally or literally. Like, why would you then have to start looking around at at what you've already got because you're trying to make changes? But actually, many of us get so caught up in wanting to be somewhere in the future that we don't focus on where we are right now. We don't pause to maybe appreciate where we are or look around and think, what resources are around me? Who am I connected to that could help me with this positive change? Or what do I already have in my life that I could just tweak slightly to help with the change? So that's the second tip. Look at what is currently going on in your life and think, what's going well already? What or who in my life is helping me or inspiring me already? Or who could? Who could I be brave enough to ask for help and support? Or just a conversation to bounce around ideas? And remember, as well as focusing on what's going well, how your current environment is supportive, also make sure you do take a look at those areas that you might feel drained from or you might not feel inspired by. And I think a really practical thing that a lot of us might think about but not do is the environment that you're working in or wanting to make changes in, is that conducive to supporting that change, whatever it is? For example, if you want to have more focus, feel less distracted, procrastinate less, is the place in which you're going to perform your work decluttered? Is it tidy? Is it, you know, a place where you can work without distraction? And I know these things sound so obvious, but many of us aren't setting up our environments to support the changes we want to make. Same goes for whether you want to maybe start eating more healthily or you'd like to exercise a little bit more and move your body a little bit more every day. Are you setting up your environment to support that change? With the healthy eating, are you filling your fridge or, you know, your side of your kitchen cabinets with healthy snacks to go to when you're feeling hungry rather than other foods that might not be serving you as well? Exercise. Are you laying out your workout clothes in the morning to make sure that you get into that headspace and that environmental headspace that, right, yeah, my workout clothes are there. I'm going to put them on going to go downstairs my mat is going to be laid out if you're going to do home workouts or is your gym bag by the door you're ready to go so make your environment supportive of that change have a think about what change you want to make and how you can just tweak your environment slightly to support that change while also taking note of how your environment and the people within it are helpful or unhelpful Just raising your self-awareness is so important. So my next tip to help you start making some positive changes in your life is to focus on growing an optimistic mindset. Now this is so important because if you want to make change, big or small, you have to believe it's possible in your own mind because there can be other people supporting you, cheering you on, believing in you and encouraging you, but you need to be doing that from within. 
So growing your optimistic mindset is a great thing to do and it's something I support my clients with often. Now this can be really hard because our brains are typically wired to have negativity bias and while this is often to protect us from danger and threats, it's not so helpful for modern life when we want to make some changes. But despite being more negatively inclined, we can work to grow a more optimistic mindset, a more you know optimistic outlook on what's possible with our life and our days and what we do. We are able to retrain ourselves and grow new sort of neurological pathways in our brain to feel more positive. So let me go on to the ways in which you can start to do this from today. So when someone tells you that you can grow an optimistic mindset, people often overcomplicate it. When actually the first thing you can do is limit the negativity that you come into contact with. So just check in and listen to these questions and notice what comes up when I say them. Who are you spending the most time with? Are they supportive? Do they have a mostly positive outlook on life? And if they don't, as harsh as it sounds, can you spend a bit less time with them? Or if you're close enough to them, can you get guidance on how to maybe chat to them to, you know, look more on the the positive side of life? Of course, we can't all be positive all the time and all our feelings are completely valid and we're allowed to show up negatively in our relationships and express ourselves in that way completely. But just check in. Are people that you spend time with really draining you? You know, are they actually supportive of you and who you are and what you want to do? Because that's what's really important. You need to be spending time with people that are supportive of you and you are supportive of them. And it's a two-way partnership and relationship. You can both show up positively for each other, but you can help each other get through that negative stuff too. But if all they're doing is giving you negativity and that's what you're consuming, that's going to make you feel drained and more negative. Now, it's really hard, I know it is, to change who you spend your time with. But the stats show that, you know, we're influenced by the people we're around and that we often take on the traits of the five people we spend the most time with. So this is really important. And you may have heard this again and again. And while you might have heard it, you might not have actioned it in your own life. So make sure whoever you're in connection with on a regular basis has a mostly, and that's a really important word, positive outlook on life and is encouraging and is there for you when you are dealing with negativity and vice versa. This doesn't mean, as I said, that people can't be negative. We're all human and it's more than okay to do that. It's just good to be aware of what negativity is coming into your relationships. Is it draining? Is it not supportive? Just check in on that because the more negativity you're surrounded by, the more negative you'll feel. And the less likely you are to then feel empowered to make those changes or believe in yourself. Find those cheerleaders who are your friends, your partners who can support you through the changes you want to make. And if you do have people you'd rather not spend time with, get brave and make changes. 
maybe the first step to making those changes is to just reevaluate some boundaries that you've got with people or set some boundaries if you never have for people. And what might help you with this is making two lists. One list, including the things that you want to now start saying no to as you start to make positive change in your life. The second list are going to be all the things you want to start saying yes to. Again, these lists can change. There's flexibility here, but this will help you to start setting some healthy boundaries. And if you want to, you can even write down a list of people you love being around that make you feel good, that lift you up and support you. Then reach out to them and make sure you see them soon. Try to see them regularly or at least be in contact with them. We're so connected now. We can send people messages really quickly, voice notes here and there. Just connect yourself to those good people that are going to be cheerleading you on. Take your time doing these lists, try to just sit with them for, you know, as long as possible and trust that intuition, which is something we'll definitely be talking about later on in this series. But don't be too hard on yourself either. If you say no to something or someone or you set a boundary and then later you think, actually, I should have said yes, you can readjust things. It's absolutely okay. But what this does is it helps you to build that self-trust, that self-respect and that intuition. You are relearning what feels most right to you at the time by making a list of what you're going to say yes to and a list of what you're going to say no to. The next way that you can look to grow a more optimistic mindset is to put limits on your news consumption and the time you spend on social media. It's something I say a lot in my workshops with my clients on my social media, engaging with your tech mindfully and that news consumption mindfully is really important. We've never, ever had as much access to information as we do now. And we need to be really aware of how overstimulating that can be to the brain. Again, the simple rule that I said before is, what you know what you're consuming is what you're going to put out if you consume loads of negative news or lots of negativity on your social media you're probably going to project back negativity or feel negative or drained or overwhelmed it makes complete sense it's okay to be informed of course it is but you do not need to be constantly checking the news especially in these times And you do not need to either be constantly checking what everyone else is up to on social media. So, you know, set some boundaries around your tech as well. Set some rules that work for you. Maybe you check the news once or twice a day and and that's it. Maybe you balance where you look for your news and you also check things out like positive news or the happy newspaper. So you're getting a mix of negative and positive news and always go to trusted sources don't just trust things you read on like twitter and all that kind of thing try and fill your brain with stuff that's going to make you feel optimistic because the news is hard to read so if you're going to look at it check it once a day and then check out same thing goes with social media just check in who are you following Are those accounts that are on your feed inspiring? Are they educating you? Are they helping you to relax? Are they making you laugh? 
Are you connecting with people you admire and like or love on on there? And do you have like healthy associations with what you are consuming? And even ask yourself, is what I'm consuming going to help me feel optimistic? And if it is, great. If it isn't, can you reduce the amount that you consume that piece of content? Another great way to kind of remind yourself to not overstimulate your brain with loads of information that you might consume on social media is to ask yourself, would I want this many people to be talking to me in one day? (laughs) And maybe the answer is yes, but for a lot of people that want to feel calmer, less overwhelmed... I'd say we'd like less people to be talking to us in the day. So, you know, obviously connection is important. But what I'm trying to get at here is see your social media as loads of people talking at you. If you were in a room of like hundreds of people talking at you and sending those messages and chats to you, that would be overwhelming and tiring. So if you want to feel good in your mind, then just check in on this. It's super, super important. So we've looked at how to make some positive changes in your life and I've still got a few more tips to go, but a really quick recap. So we've looked at first steps and we've looked at really establishing and getting specific about the change you want to make and why. We've talked about taking action in the first 24 hours. Baby steps is absolutely fine. We've talked about how you can grow a more optimistic mindset by checking in on who you're surrounding yourself with, what you're consuming, etc., etc. But now what I want to talk to you about is when you've got all those things in place, you've started making some changes, you've started building that momentum, you're feeling good, you're feeling optimistic. Sometimes what happens is a doubting voice kicks in. Now, this is really irritating, isn't it? You know, you've made these changes, you're on your way, and the inner critic comes in. Everyone has this inner critic in their mind who tries to bring us down in in times of change. Some people's inner critic is, is louder than others. So my next tip is all about helping you to better respond to that inner critic. One thing I say to my clients is you need to practice responding to that inner critic with your inner hero. And as cheesy as that sounds, that is the image you need to embody. You need to rely on that stronger self within you and that inner hero that is confident, that is able to deal with challenges and able to respond to, you know, criticism in a calm, diplomatic way. So you might be like, what are you talking about? But this really does work. If your inner critic creeps in and starts to tell you that you're not good enough and that you can't do something, or they start to say, what if this happens or that happens, then I want you to tap into that side of you that is strong, that is brave, that believes in you. Because I know they're there, even if they're small or quiet right now, I know they are there. So tap into that inner hero and visualize this character, if you like, this other side of you, this inner hero that's got your back. And make sure you embody that and you think of that inner hero when that inner critic comes in. And you want to be saying back to that inner critic, I can do this. I will do this. You know, thanks for the uh, the memo and thanks for just checking in, but I'm capable and I want to believe that I can do this. And that will instantly make you feel better. 
Now, speaking to your inner critic like this takes time, it takes practice, it really does depend as well on on how harsh that inner critic is. And I would always say, you know, be kind to yourself, ask for help if you need it, therapists, coaches, they are there to help you respond to that inner voice that you've got in your in your head. But just try this technique, bring out that inner hero in you because I know it's there. And you can hopefully start saying to that inner critic, it's okay, I'm good, I'm brave and I can do this. Cheers for pointing out the risks though, but I'm all good. Responding to our fears and our guilt or our shame is one of the hardest things to do. But once we start speaking openly to that inner critic from a different perspective, we can begin to detach more. And over time, we will feel less associated with that inner critic. We'll feel more associated with that inner hero and we will feel better. and We will feel stronger and we'll feel braver as well. Because we have to remember our thoughts are just thoughts and the stories we tell ourselves are so important. So really tap into that inner hero and tell yourself empowering things, rewrite what you think and become the hero in your own story. As cheesy as that sounds, it's a powerful technique. Trust me, give it a try. Even if you don't want to tell anyone you're doing it, tap into that inner hero because it will work for you. And if you really do struggle with this, because I get it, some of my clients do struggle with this. And if that's you too, then maybe think about what would a trusted friend say to me? What would a a trusted hero say to me if I criticize myself while I'm trying to make some positive changes? Lean into that answer and be brave. So I've got two more tips for you all about how you can start making that positive change in your life and in turn how that will affect your mindset. So my next piece of guidance is to create a morning ritual. Again, this is something I encourage a lot and I'm not here to tell you that you need to get up at 5am to study a new language or start training for an ultra marathon or meditate for hours, but the way you start your day is so important. Creating those conditions to be in a better mindset as soon as you wake up is crucial. You want to wake up and feel good or or do things that are going to help you to feel good, to feel calm, to feel energized, to meet your day and face those challenges that will come your way. So this is why the morning is so important. So here are a few things I do and a lot of my clients now do as well. The first thing is avoid going onto your phone as soon as you wake up. It's a habit that we all do. I do it sometimes. But by avoiding going on your phone, you're in control of where your attention goes. So don't go onto your emails or your messages straight away. A really good way to do this is just to remove your phone from your bedroom. You might say, oh, but it's my alarm. Fine, but consider swapping your phone for a light alarm. So many people are now doing this. I've done it for years and it's so, so good for you. You don't go on your phone immediately. It wakes you up naturally and you're in control of where that attention goes. I leave my phone in a different room. So I go to it when I'm ready to answer those messages and to get into work mode. 
So that's the first thing, avoid your phone in the morning. The next thing that I encourage people to do, which is really easy, is to actually not jump out of bed. Many people do this, but I encourage you to allow yourself to sit up gradually. So often we'll snooze, we'll just stay, you know, in bed, it's warm, it's lovely. But actually tell your brain, no, the next step isn't isn't getting up, isn't rushing into my day. All I now need to do is sit up and maybe just sit there for a minute. Just greet the day, be present in that moment. Maybe do some nice breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth and just have that minute before you get out of bed. Now, the next stage of your morning is kind of up to you. I'm going to tell you what I do and then tell you what you could maybe replace it with. So what I do after that is I go downstairs and I brew my coffee Uh, While my coffee is brewing, I will do something that I know will make me feel good, that will set me up for the day. For me, that is moving my body. I know the benefits of moving my body for me personally. It boosts my mood. It makes me feel happier afterwards because you're literally releasing those chemicals in your body after moving. So for me, that's a great tool for my well-being. So what I do is while my coffee is brewing, and I'm sure you've heard this technique before, but I've been doing it for quite a while. While that's brewing, I say, I say, right, I've got 20 minutes to do a workout or go for a walk or do some yoga. And I've now got to that stage where I can decide what I feel is best for me to do in that time while my coffee is brewing. Some days I will do something gentle Other days I will feel like, yeah, I want to do a a harder workout today. And that really works for me. Of course, I would encourage people to try and find a movement that works for them because I know the benefits of that and I know it will boost your mood. But I also get that that might not be for you. So if you want to maybe do something else while you are brewing a cup of tea or your morning drink, whatever you have, then that's fine. But try and do something in that time, even if it's just for five minutes, that will get you into a good mindset. A great one to do is have a book near to where you are going to brew that coffee or that tea and read a few pages while you wait for your tea or your coffee to be ready. Make sure the book is empowering, it's positive, it's going to make you feel good. Another thing you could do is in that time when that drink is brewing, Can you listen to a song that you absolutely love that's going to get you in such a good headspace and mix it up each day, you know, but make sure you've got a positive tune that you can have on. And this is all about habit change. The second that you start boiling that kettle, if you start to do this, you start to use that brew time, the brain will go, oh, right, okay, we're about to brew our coffee or our tea that's time where I'm going to help myself get into a good headspace in the morning, whether that's movement, reading, a bit of meditation. Just think, what can I do in that space? Two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. Just try and carve out some time for yourself in that morning. Try to set your mind and your body up for the day so you feel good. Because if you do that and just spend even three minutes doing something that I've said, then your mood will improve and you'll be better able to deal with whatever's thrown at you in that day. 
Of course, be kind to yourself, especially if you've got kids. It can be hard to take some time in your morning to get yourself in a good frame of mind. But maybe, you know, can you secretly get up five minutes earlier or 10 minutes earlier? I know it's hard, but I know the benefits there. So give it a go. See how you feel and be kind to yourself in that process as well. So my final tip is really important. And I've said it a lot in this podcast. So when we're working and we're starting to make positive change in our lives, there's one rule to follow. And I've said it a lot, and it's to take one step at a time. You're far more likely to make change if you just take one step at a time. You avoid overwhelm by doing that. It's fine to have a plan. It's fine to have a big picture goal. But by taking one step at a time, you are also more likely to then notice side paths like, oh, okay, we're making this change, but actually I've made this one step forward and then there's there might be a sidestep. I hope you know what I'm talking about, but what I mean is if you think too big, too far into the future, you're unlikely to do something. So taking that one step at a time will help reduce that overwhelm, but it will also help you to be more present in that change and then decide to maybe go in a different direction And that is really important. So just keep asking yourself, what's the next small step I need to take? And maybe commit to doing that once a week or once a day. It depends what works for you based on the change you want to make. And while you do this and while you take these baby steps, remember to celebrate your wins. At the end of the day, ask yourself, what went well today? What did I do towards the positive change I want to make? This will boost your mood, it will boost your mindset, and you'll you'll feel like you're making progress. It will help you feel like you're moving forward, because you will be. So that's it for today's episode on how to start making change in your life. I hope you found it valuable, and I really hope you enjoyed this new format of Matter of Mindset. Let me know how it helped you and what you thought to this week's episode. Just head over to Instagram to say hi at Matter of Mind Coaching and leave me a positive review because it will help more people find this podcast. Hit the follow button if you're on Spotify or subscribe on Apple so you don't miss any of my episodes. And remember, if you want to make change, you've got this. Until next time, take care. (music) 